The episode you're about to hear is quite a bit different than what we normally put out. This is a conversation Elaine and I had off the cusp. We just pressed record and started talking. This was an intimate moment between she and I where we talked about creativity and how all things that God has placed in us loop back to ultimately spreading his love. I share some of my thoughts about my creative process and about my journey of losing my voice two years ago when I stepped down from being a worship pastor. And when I say losing my voice, I mean both literally and metaphorically. We talk about deconstruction, reconstruction, and what it means to be creative and how creativity inspires Christ. There's no intro or outro. It's completely unedited, but we hope you guys enjoy something a little more raw and real than usual. We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire to ask the hard questions. A shelter in the desert, a safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about the consequences. We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe. We are brave. We are bold. We are the Reckless Pursuit. recording okay what's on your heart <laughs> what's on my heart yes um i'm trying to be creative uh-huh uh, i have all this stuff in my mind what does that look like for you what is creativity what is creativity right now it's music um i have found a reasonable like i guess following on tiktok and i'm trying to figure out like how to engage with these people more and like how to get them more involved in what I'm doing because like it's cool having a bunch of people reach out and be like hey I love what you're doing this brings me so much joy and I'm trying to figure out like okay that's if I can bring someone joy in what I'm doing even if it's just for a few seconds while they listen to a little instrumental piece of music like what more could I ask for and my whole thing in life has always been like I wanted to make people feel or I wanted to give people room to think and to like through my music I want people to be able to feel deeply and to experience I mean in a way experience God like dig down into themselves and pull something out they didn't know was there but I always thought I had to do that through like deep meaningful lyrics but uh, a couple years ago Whenever, I guess, it's been longer than a couple of years now, but a few, or two and a half years ago, whatever it was, whenever I stepped down from being a worship leader and all that, um, I lost my voice. And I don't mean that figuratively. Like, I legitimately, like, had a weird lump come up in my throat. I had to go to doctors over it. Uh, it was probably a lot of anxiety, also a lot of allergy stuff, but... Like, I started having panic attacks. Like, I convinced myself I might have cancer. Like, I, you know, my anxiety just took off like crazy. I started going to therapy and stuff for, like, counseling and everything for it. And over the last couple of years, like, I still have that lump a little bit, but it's not as bad. And I've realized, like, some of it's seasonal, seasonal allergies. Some of it had to do with, like, some of, <laughs> thank you, ukulele. Some of it had to do Speaking with, music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, some of it had to do with um, just me, uh, I guess, like, some of the stuff we inhale at work, like, fine particles of, like, flour and, like, all that kind of stuff was really messing with me. 
Um, but overall, like I just, <clears throat> I couldn't sing. Like I lose my voice easier than I used to. I know some of that's not practicing too. Like I don't sing as much as I used to. I used to sing, you know, twice a week or whatever. Now I don't sing as much, but I really felt like God was saying, Cody, that's okay. You don't need your voice to make a difference. Sometimes, you know, words get in the way. And I feel like that is extremely true on a lot of accounts, but even more so personally, because I always feel like I need to write the right thing. You know, I need to say the right thing. I need to, you know, make the right statement. I've always been very proud of how I can articulate thoughts and how I use metaphors to articulate thoughts. And not saying I'm not going to continue writing music with lyrics, but I realize, like, uh, I listen to instrumental music 90% of the time. This morning, I was listening to uh, instrumental music from, like, the Middle East. Uh, I listen to Native American flute music all the time. Like, I write a lot of instrumental music in general, and it brings me joy. And sometimes it's quirkier or even more simplistic than a well, lot of stuff. Say, like sometimes even working out, you listen to like the, what the progressive electronic. It's called math rock. Mathematical rock, mm-hmm. like all the jumbly like or Lots whatever. Lots of chord like, changes, transitions, odd time signatures. Or yeah. like that Fleet Foxes song, the argument song where yes. the latter half is like. <laughs> instrument fight. Is yeah, instrument called. fight. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> That's like my brain, my emotions on any given moment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I love instrumental music and I was thinking back through my life and I was like, well, when did this start? Well, if you go and turn on like my truck, which we don't drive my truck very often. We have like our family mobile and <laughs> I have my truck, which is pretty much just used for like work running stuff around like we live on a piece of land. So like we have to drive to the dump every other week or so we have to you know, haul stuff and things like that. And so like, that's pretty much all my truck is used for now. And I used to have a little Bluetooth receiver in there because my truck doesn't have Bluetooth. Like my truck's a 2007 something or whatever. But I had like a little Bluetooth receiver plugged into like the aux cord jack, throw back to aux cords. Whoa. And, uh, it broke like a year ago. And so like, if you go in there, it's on the classical music station and I can think back specifically I can remember like a moment in second grade it may have been third grade but whenever I was a kid uh at the ballpark that we now work at well it wasn't the same one back then but uh it was the old stadium but they had a giveaway for a bunch of little fm pocket radio receivers walkman type yeah but cheaper I mean they're just little fm pocket they had terrible reception but it was literally just a little pocket fm receiver that picked up the radio and you could plug in some headphones too and it had like a manual like knob you could turn to dial in the stations and we had a few of those laying around because I had a few left over from a giveaway night and so I grabbed one of those or I was given one of those and uh, I used to carry that around with me before I had a cd player I mean mind you I was like whatever age you are in second grade. I don't know. Eight, nine, seven. And the only station I would listen to was the classical music station. Like that's what I always tuned it to was the classical music station. And so kind of tying all this back in, like this is something that's been going on my whole life. And I've been ignoring uh, God kind of talking to me about that in a way. Because like when I lost my voice, I was like, oh no, my voice is my identity. Like if I don't have my voice, I have nothing And, like, that's been the scariest thing to me. I love photography, 
I love all this, but going deaf scares me so much more than going blind because you don't have the way to understand your own voice a lot of times whenever after you've been deaf for a amount of time. Go ahead. So your moniker, Braille Atlas, what does that mean to you? I don't know. I've never thought about that. I have a bunch of thoughts. You're trying to get into my subconscious here? (laughs) Yes. You told me I was peering through your soul. (laughs) You're putting on your little counselor hat, your little psychology cap and- it's fitting too no. that like I'm not sitting on the couch next to you today. I'm actually facing yes. you as we record this. Um, you got to face your subconscious. So originally whenever I came up with the name Braille Atlas, it's because I wanted people to feel music. Uh, I didn't want people to just hear it and go on with life. I wanted people to feel it. I wanted it to make them almost like, how can I describe this? How like when you're rubbing your hand on something like a blanket and you feel something rough in it and you're like, oh, how did that get in there? What is that? Is that a piece of grass? Is that a twig? Like, How did this get? I don't know if any, this happened to anyone else, but like sometimes you get little knots of something in a blanket or in a shirt or something like that and you're feeling the fabric and you feel across it and it's not smooth anymore. It's not just easy to glide across. You have to go and you have to pick it out and figure out what it is. And I want to do that to people's thoughts and emotions with music So like whenever people are just kind of coasting through life, I want it to catch them enough. I want it to just be raised off the edge just enough, almost like a splinter. I don't know. That sounds painful, but I don't want it to be painful. But you know what I mean? Like beauty in pain. I'm not trying to go that route. But anyway, like I want it to catch and I want it to kind of snag and almost be like a little bit of a hook. Even you could say and just say, hey, wait a second. That that made me feel. But I don't want the catch to be my music. I want my music to be the vessel in which allows someone to find that thing that's in them within themselves that they've been glossing over. Mm -hmm. And so Braille Atlas was uh, an homage to that. Like I want people to be able to feel, I want it to be deeper than just noise. I want it to have texture. I want it to have something that you can almost use it, which Atlas part, like you can use, these sounds as a map to feel out whatever it is that is in you that you're trying to discover almost like a a buried treasure or a spiritual journey yeah a spiritual journey um a spiritual treasure hunt really Mm -hmm. it's here's x marks the spot you can feel it you can see it and it gives you a direction to go to start trying to discover it and I always felt like I needed my voice for that. I've always felt like if I don't have my voice, which obviously I have my voice, I'm sitting here talking and it's gotten a lot better. But like I went through a long phase where it was easy to lose my voice. My voice, my throat was always messed up and raspy and singing is just like taxing. It was really taxing then. Like I'm getting better about it. (coughs) But like I, I really struggled with that. And what I'm realizing now is I can write the most meaningful lyrics ever, the most deep and philosophical lyrics ever. But by doing so, I'm still putting my spin on someone else's emotion. I'm telling people how to feel about something, if that makes sense. And I know there's exceptions to that. I know all that. But like, I feel like I'm telling people, hey, this is this is how you should feel or like, here's your general direction. Like, and that's not what I want. I want something more. 
I guess, explorative than that. I don't want to be a compass. I want to be a map. I want to have a bunch of points on a piece of paper that says, hey, you can go to any of these places and discover a ton of things. What mysteries lie over that jagged mountain over there? Or what, you know, what is contained in the depths of that lake? I don't want to be like, hey, here's a compass. Go find this thing. And that's just, I guess, like to kind of sum it up, on TikTok, which is where I've been posting a ton of music stuff, um, I've gained like 50,000 followers in the course of like, what, a month and a half? Mm -hmm. Like people really resonate with what I'm doing. Some of it's cover, some of it's original, whatever. It doesn't matter. What really has come, something we've been talking about with this podcast too, is like we are in a place where it's no longer about what we're talking about. It's about people wanting to hang out with us mm -hmm. and putting a personal touch. We're not just information. <laughs> we want personal. We want relationship. That's what we've always, community mm -hmm. has always been a huge part. I'm looking at the sign hanging on our wall right now. It says nomad. It reminds me of our community. You know, that's why it's hanging there. Uh, just saying like, hey, <clears throat> you have a place to come to feel safe. You know, a shelter in the desert. It's in the intro of our of our podcast excuse me <clears throat> and i just i, I kind of realized like there's a lot of beauty in that but we've been informational on all the things. Mm -hmm. i've been informational on mm -hmm. things and i'm not just that like people come have taken to that platform of mine because it's something i'm passionate about and it, i'm expressive in that and i get comments almost daily i just read a couple of them it's like i don't know why but this just made me so happy or when that certain note hit, it just, it made me like light up and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And those little comments like that, like drive me to make and do even more. And I kind of been struggling with this, I guess, a little bit internally because I'm like, I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. And it like, it reminds me of my very first tagline I ever had whenever I started blogging, whenever I was like 17 or 18, I think. 18 anyway that it was life is to be not to become as in like you already are who you are you're not trying to become something else like there's growth but you're growing into who you are who god created you as you're not growing into something else you're not changing you're adapting as we get older we always think oh wow they changed no they just grew more or less into who they are but ultimately, you have in you who you are already. You're either growing toward that or away from it. But like, I, I kind of feel like I've been trying to become something mentally. And I haven't really expressed it out loud very much. But mentally, I've been trying to become something. And just realize, like, I don't have to. Because all this stuff, like, I'm bringing people joy through the little things. And that's all I can ask for. Because ultimately, tying it back into what we do here joy is a fruit of the spirit you know and if that's my fruit of the spirit that i'm focusing on that i can bring people joy if i draw people closer to the fruit of the spirit through those emotions that are the fruit of the spirit that i'm drawing people closer to god and i don't know that's just a, a beautiful thing to me and i'm just trying to like do something that's hard for me and feel my way through that you know because i i'm i can start feeling and then i logistics kick in and i start trying to think about my feelings. And once I do that, I lose it and it becomes mundane. I feel like I have to preface 
if you haven't been following us for very long or you haven't listened to our Enneagram series that we did, hello, I'm a type four and Cody is a type five. Mm -hmm. So you're a thinker, I'm a feeler, but we're each other's wings. And so we are literally yin and yang. Yes. And so where you're like, oh, I'm feeling, I have to think through this. You know, I, I, that's me. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, and for me, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking I have to feel this. I have to sit with this. So all of what you just said, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts, opinions, feelings. So lay them on me. But a bun- I have like a bunch <laughs> of random like statements like floating in my head right now. Okay. So one, I think it's interesting that you don't know how to read music. Fair. Thanks for blasting me out. No, online. I'm no like everything's by ear. Yeah, you're you are an incredibly talented musician. You can literally pick up almost any instrument and learn it within five minutes mm-hmm. and make it sound like you've done it for fifty years. Mm-hmm. But you don't know how to read sheet music. Mm-mm. I ain't conformed to your boxes. What? <laughs> but tying that back to Braille <laughs> Atlas of like reading music without actually having to like see it. Like you're reading the music based on sound. So what you're saying is kind of like how if you are blind, you can't read. You have to feel your way through something. I literally have to feel my way through my music. And your music is a form of that emotional expression that you don't always know how to tap into, but you don't have to think about your music. You don't have to think about your writing or creating music. You just do it. You just feel it. Mm -hmm. You don't make me cry. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm tearing up right now. (laughs) Uh, we're so. Mm, I'm not editing this episode. No, either. don't. I'm just like, throw seriously. It out just as it is. <laughs> but no, like, I just, like I said, like, we're both tearing up right now. But, like, think about that. Like, you feel your way through your songwriting. Sometimes, yeah, you're like, oh, I may need to edit this or I need to, like, filter this or maybe I don't want to use this instrument. But for the most part, you have the natural flow, the natural progression. You have the idea of, like, I like this sound. What can I do with it? But you don't really think about it. You're just like, I'm going to create. I'm going to go spend an hour on the deck playing guitar. I don't have to think about that. I don't have to think about the chords I'm playing. I just play. Mm-hmm. That emotional energy that's my wing or that I don't always know how to physically tap into. Mm-hmm. Here I am not even having to think about that. I'm just yeah. creating from my heart space like i'm just creating from the heart i'm trying to like slide over here because i decided i'm gonna like start doing this (laughs) it's gonna be really awkward but that's okay that's okay but so that's one of my random thoughts of like you are able to just flow with your music that comes natural to you so does thought but like i said you don't have to really think about creating your music you just do it you don't even really have to think about like oh this is a new instrument i've never played this before you literally just pick up an instrument and start playing with it yeah you just start learning the music you start reading how you feel about the song and how you feel about or <laughs> this reminds me of inside out where it's like my feelings have feelings <laughs> fair <laughs> that is me um, but no essentially like you just feel that out. So that's just a random thought. Mm-hmm. And then like you're teaching people how to read music from their 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 sound, how they how they feel it as, as if a blind person was just trying to feel their way. They can still they can 
honestly, even people who are deaf, they can still feel vibrational energy. Mm-hmm. They can still feel that. They can be at a concert or a conference hall or whatever, a concert hall, mm-hmm. um, and they can still feel that vibrational energy. They can still tap into that. Even if they can't physically like hear what's going on, they know that there's something different about the flow of the vibrational energy around them. Well, I would like to just kind of like say this too. This is completely off topic, but uh, or not off topic, but it's like kind of a random analogy to what you're saying. The other day I was playing music in the yard, like filming videos, and this caterpillar started crawling up my leg as I was playing guitar. And this isn't the first time that's happened. I've sat in the yard, and this has happened on other occasions where when I start playing music, caterpillars crawl on Mm -hmm. me. And I'm not saying that's an omen. I'm not going that route. I think, like, caterpillars feel vibration. That's how bugs in general... um, like traverse is they feel vibration, vibration and scent. That's the two things. And the music, like guitars resonate. Like I can sit here and sing a G chord or whatever. And the, the, the strings on my guitar are going to vibrate in rhythm with that. Right. Like there's all the time we're talking and we can actually hear our voice pinging off mm-hmm. of some of the guitars on the wall. Like, I don't know if you can hear that, on, but you can hear it echoing mm-hmm. through the guitars right now. Um, if you have a bunch of tuning forks in the same room and you hit one and they're all tuned to the same tune, they'll all resonate together uh, at the same vibration without hitting any of the other ones. And that's um, that's just how energy works. Like music is energy, sound is energy, it traverses, right? And so my thought to that is like, I feel like caterpillars being like for one i love caterpillars i don't know i like moths are my favorite animal i don't know if they know that about me i don't know but the caterpillars that get on me are a moth type caterpillar uh which we have a ton of them in arkansas anyway so i'm just gonna go with that is probably more like more than likely but um whenever i play in sh- like music they tend to come like and it's because vibrations earth vibrations like they come to that because it's a natural draw to them uh, that's how army worms travel is they go toward the vibrations. If you don't know what army worms are, it's a type of technically they're considered a pest, but they literally line up in hundreds and just march one after another and follow each other. Well, I mean, I think that's like going to what you're saying. Like you can even nature feels through vibration. Yeah. That is that's God's <sighs> vibration is God's expression of himself. It's his voice. Like, if you want to hear God's voice, listen to the wind, listen mm-hmm. to music. Things listen that you to, can't see. You can't see wind. Right. But you can see the evidence of, or you can see what happens when it's windy. The trees start moving. They pick up on that energy, but you can't physically see wind. Right. You can feel it, but you can't see yeah. it. Uh, and it's just like, well, people don't ever say, um, like, oh, yeah, I saw God walking over there today. But it's like, man, I really felt God today. Yeah. I feel God. Well, what does that feel like? It's like this energy in you, and you can't quite explain it. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever you uh, walk into a room with high um, EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, you can feel it. It's like how the other day you and I both work, woke up 30 seconds before your alarm went off. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's this electrical Static charge yeah. that you can feel of things kicking into gear. Uh, and it's... It's magical because mm-hmm. energy and vibration is the language of Which of God divinity, speaks, yeah. right? That is God in essence. So, like, I, I like that analogy. Another random thought that I have is, one, just, like, how amazing 
and creative God is and just how beautiful everything just flows naturally together. Um, that's, I've always said the, the biggest reason why I know God exists or why God is um, who, whom I'm connected to. The I keep going back to this. And sometimes I would think, oh, well, that's not enough. But I'm like, if whatever keeps you to that authentic relationship with God, that is enough for you. And for me, it's always been the idea of creation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that Jesus died on the cross, though that's an amazing thing. Like, okay, but that's not the thing that I come back to. Jesus in himself isn't what I come back to. Just creation in itself and how perfect it is, how natural it is, whether it's through birth and giving and and nurture nurturing or even death and just the beauty in all things and and there's all there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always something that you can learn from, that you can heal from, cultivating that. And just that's what draws me to God is just n- nature. And, oh, those mountains seem to form perfectly together. Man didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Energy, vibrations. If you believe in Pangea, like all of that stuff, you know, like everything happened um, just so naturally. And... Even down to like what we have tried to create, what God has instilled in us, the thoughts and the feelings and what we create and what we do with those things, even down to like the discovery or the creation of the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. You know, I joked and said, oh, like we're really (laughs) tapping into our Enneagram numbers right now. But the Enneagram is something that I've like within the past year have really, truly taken a hold of. That's another way that God has spoken to me is seeing different people's personalities and the complexity and and just the beauty and all of that and how God is all the numbers all at once and and what people, what their language is and stuff. The Enneagram, out of all the personality tests and, and theories, that is the one that, that's the best one thus far that I have found that really resonates with me. And it's funny because I remember last, around this time last year, we were watching the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we were going through the Enneagram mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, what's what's their number? What's Which is, in some instances, that's very toxic. Don't yeah, do that. don't do that. <laughs> but we were learning, okay? Yes, we, we were, were just trying to learn it all. In TV characters, we were like, oh, who do you think that is? Who do you think that is? The musician, the violinist or the cello, pl- mm-hmm. whatever she played, she was the type four. She was feeling that music. She was creating from that energy. She may have been, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but... She may have not always done it in in a healthy way or mm-hmm. like understood that energy, but she just that was her flow. That was her emotions was pouring into her music abilities. Sure. And I think that just kind of describes how you go through it. Sure. And another random thing um, doesn't necessarily have to do with music, but I guess it does because of the meaning behind Brow Atlas. And you said you didn't want to be a compass, but you wanted to be a map mm-hmm. and the treasure. If you go to Andy Mineo's website, his website is literally an interactive map. Really? Yes. Huh. If you go, like, he'll have, like, contact me or, like, mm-hmm. old out. Al- like, it shows every album that he's produced um, through a map. There's one of, like, Death Valley and, like, the um, dry bones. And then it has, like, and I-, I don't remember exactly what it is. But every part of his website is interactive That's cool. in a map. And I just like, I think that's so cool how all of this intertwines. You and I both really admire and respect Annie Minio. And I feel like, why did I just now realize this? But mm-hmm. yeah, like if you go to his <laughs> website 
is an interactive map of different of his music career and like different ways. It's, it's very cool. Hmm. And so those are just my random thoughts about your musical ability specifically and your creativity and like what your heart rings true and how God speaks to you and through you and how you speak to others is through your music. Well, and I guess that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, how do I, like music's always been a passion of mine. And that's like, whenever I was a worship pastor, it made people feel something. And did I do that? Did God do that? Both. Like it was my, it was, I don't know. I think of like churchy terms, like, Oh God really used me this Sunday, which can be like misconstrued a lot of ways for people who have church hurt and all that. And I think about like, Oh wow. Like you really brought in the spirit, all these like churchy terms, right. That people use. And like for a long time, those really irked me. Like whenever I left all that, I'm like, Oh, which honestly, they always irked me. Like I couldn't stand people coming up to me after and being just like, wow, you really did something great because I'm like, it's not me. It's God, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I, I kind of have like reshifted on a lot of this to realize like, A, that was me feeling guilty for like having a gift and giving it. Like that was me. Taking ownership of what you were called to do. Well, that would be like me giving you a gift and you thanking me and then me getting mad that you thanked me Mm -hmm. or vice versa. You giving me a gift of like, you know, oh, like that was really good. And me being like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give me that. Like, that's rude. Like, it's rude to not accept a gift sometimes. You yeah. Know I mean? Like, I, I obviously, there's always occasions. But, yeah. like, to me, that's kind of what that's symbolic Being, of. Like, almost an ungrateful feeling? Right. And, like, I thought I was doing it out of humility, but I was really doing it out of arrogance. Okay. So, something that you said earlier was you lost your voice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally, for two years. Mm-hmm. Or about a year and a half. And you said not necessarily physically. You could still sing. Like, you could still talk. We started a podcast as soon as we left the church. Like, Well, it was both. It was literally yes. and not literally. But to me, I see the metaphor in that of, like, one, I don't think you lost your voice. I think you had just started the journey of finding it. Fair. And two, I don't think it was um, – I'm trying to think of, like – I have thoughts and I'm trying to like say them where it makes sense. Um, So you lost your voice and I feel like you were just learning how to speak. You were just now learning the true meaning of your music and what that was. And deep down, you probably were doing that out of humility of not taking ownership of like, oh, I give it all to God. Like, I don't want to be seen as this, but God's like, no, that is your gift. Mm-hmm. Like that is your desire. I instilled in that. I instilled that into into your heart. That is your passion. That is your desire. Take ownership of that. So I almost feel like God stepped out of the way for you. Whenever we, whenever you step down from worship, I feel like worship was the first setting. It was an idol. First part of that journey of God was like, hey, you love music. Here's a perfect outlet. You get to sing worship songs. You get to hang out with your friends and family. You get to lead this. You are great at this. I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to allow you the setting to start your musical journey and really cultivate that. I'm going to have people recognize that talent and gift within you. And then you allow church and the stage to become an idol. Not one of like, oh, I'm obsessed. Like I get to lead. But you made humility an idol. So God took that away from you. And God's like, no, you have music within you. I'm going to teach you 
how to tap into that. And I'm going to step out of the way. God stepped out of the way to let you really go after that deeper meaning within you because whether you're leading worship on a stage, you are writing lyrics, you are writing music, you're on TikTok, you have people watching you writing the music with and for you, whatever that looks like, there's so many different outlets. It's all still music to you. Well, and it's all leading back to God. I mean, Mm -hmm. in essence, like I, I see what you mean. And that's an interesting way of looking at it. I, uh, Worship was such a huge part of me. And like I told you, whenever I stepped down from doing that as my job, I felt like like something died. I was going to say the day, like the next morning after you had decided like, hey, I can no longer do this for the time being. I remember like sitting with you and like a half, um, like a half room, like building. It was just mm-hmm. like walls, um, that was like sheetrock, sheetrock walls, yeah, and bridge, and wood, like, like bare wood, yeah, floor, like. Yeah. But I feel like floor. that is symbolic, because we talk about deconstruction, we talk about taking out walls, we talk about working with the barren and finding mm-hmm. what we can Tearing use with the yeah. tools. You and I were sitting in an open room that had just started to look like. A formation that just started to look like yeah it was just studs it, and, it was an idea yeah. there was an idea of what that room was supposed to be and what that was supposed to look like but we were sitting in there and we were talking and you said i feel like something died but i feel like something had just been birthed and sometimes birth and death feel the same well and that's the whole like parable of like dying to yourself daily like you know, when Jesus, who was it? He was talking, was it Nicodemus? I don't know, whoever he was talking to, where he was like, um, you know, you have to die to yourself daily. Like you have to do the second birth or whatever. And like, there's beauty in that of like, literally you have to re, you're learning new. You're mm-hmm. being reborn every day. Almost like, it reminds me more of like, I don't think Jesus was talking more of like slaughter. I think he was yeah. talking like, like a flower, how mm-hmm. in order for it to bloom beautifully, it has to wilt. And... Also, every year God gives you a word. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to share what those words are if that's like an intimate part of you and God, but think about the words ever since Mm -hmm. within the past five years. Think about the words and the progression of what that have meant. And whenever you first heard the word, you were like, oh, I've never heard that word. I don't even use that in my normal language. I don't even know what that means. And then it took you a year to like, realize, oh, that's what that meant. Oh, mm-hmm. God, that's what you were trying to show me in this. And it works, God works with you in seasons and years and understanding and then thinking about the words that God is speaking to you now, thinking about the natural progression and flow of where your music is taking off. And I feel like the reason why you've had success on TikTok or the reason why people are really strangers online are like oh wow he's talented oh wow he brings me joy oh wow his musical abilities like in the two seconds that i watched this film i instantly had like a moment of joy a moment a moment of happiness so oh like this made me think even an educational piece of like where the ocarina come from Mm -hmm. came from like people were like oh wow i didn't know this or i didn't even know this was an instrument thank you for sharing this with me because you are just now learning how to use that as your main language. Yeah. And I think that that's just, it kind of ties back to that is I'm in a place now where I'm no longer trying to figure out what to do. I'm trying to figure out how to feel. 
mm-hmm. and I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, I have all of this in my head and I don't have to be worried about how it looks all the time. I don't have to try to be perfect with anything anymore. I've always been like, it has to be polished. It has to be this. It has but to be that. But maps are rugged. Right. Like it's, it's literally just a document of someone's journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like you think of like older maps, like it's a document of where someone has been and how they've mapped it out. <laughs> Bless me. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you could hear the echo in the guitar. Yeah, I heard it in the guitar. <laughs> <It's> the energy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm trying to allow that to be a thing that I just feel and I'm trying to allow others to feel that too. And that's ultimately what it is, is like, you think of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, the one that I seem to be focusing on is joy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's even interesting because God's been dealing with me for like the last four or five months now, six months of like, be in the moment, be mm-hmm. in the moment, be in the moment. We just had an entire episode yeah, last week about that. And, uh, which is ironic because it's with like my top three favorite bands. Like I don't think that's a coincidence. Either. No, I don't either. And like, um, I absolutely love the classic crime. I love their lyrics have always been there for me. Uh, and it's always kind of coincided with things that I've gone through, especially this newest album has coincided with things that I've gone through. Um, just talking about being in the moment and all that. And I was going through that before I ever came mm-hmm. into it. That's what's so wild about it is like, I didn't even know what this album was about until it came out and then here it is it's like oh it's about being in the moment and i'm like hey that's literally what i've been trying to do and like what's been on my heart and what god's been dealing with me about and honestly like the best way to remember that you're in the moment is joy Mm -hmm. you know love is a beautiful thing but it's not like you can be in the moment with love but it's joy you know patience is like fighting to stay in the moment Mm -hmm. Kindness, you know, all these things are in the moment, but joy like centers you in that. And I feel like when people message me and they're like, hey, that really brought me joy. That really made me happy. Like, I don't know why, but this just brought a smile to my face. It's bringing people to present because the the best way to be present with yourself, and this is hard for me coming as like an analytical thought person, the best way to be present is to acknowledge your feelings. Mm-hmm. Because the moment you acknowledge how you feel about something it forces you to look right here and now because feelings change Mm -hmm. every single moment. We try to grasp at feelings. We try to cultivate this atmosphere where we can always feel a certain way, but it doesn't happen. I've spent a lot of my life fighting to live not in the valley and not on the peak, just somewhere in between, as long as I could just stay on a steady course and not have ups and downs. That's what I would love, but it's not what I would love. But all these things change constantly and we have to be willing to grab every single little moment and say, Hey, this is where I am. If someone says, wow, that really brings me joy. I don't know why, but I just feel happy. That's them acknowledging that they're present right now, feeling this, whether they even give credit to that or not, they are feeling something in this moment and they acknowledge it and that's centering them. They're not thinking about how they're going to feel about that 10 minutes from now or anything like that. They'll be able to look back and say, wow, that really made me feel a certain way. And it trudges up that same emotion, but it's centering and it brings you into the present and it makes you feel, it makes you vibrate, right? Vibrations are present. Uh, if a car drives by while it's driving by, you're going to feel the rumble, but then when it's gone, it's gone. <clears throat> like, 
energy is present. Energy is a constant wave going right now. And when you can tap into that, that is God. God is in the moment. It's kind of the whole thing. The Bible says, like, God doesn't remember your past. Uh, like, God's not living in my past mistakes or past victories. He the moment. Right. God's not off in my future judging me for stuff there or something. God's with you in the moment. And all we have is the moment. Like, we have nothing else. We talk about that like, oh, you're not promised tomorrow or, like, you can't dwell in the past. That's why the present is a gift. <laughs> right. And, like, that's all cute and quirky. But when you really realize it, like, all you have is right now. But how often do we spend our time living outside of the moment? And if you're living with your mind outside of the moment, you're not really living. And something that's interesting that I just thought about, which is kind of ironic, but I feel like of all the fruits of the Spirit, joy is the only one that you don't have to think about. When when you have to practice patience, you have to think, okay, I have to be patient with myself. I have to be patient with somebody else. Or when you're practicing kindness, okay, I have to be kind in this moment. I don't want to, but I have to be kind in this moment. But I feel like joy, it's just natural. It's one of the things that just comes natural. You don't have to think about what brings you joy. You just feel it. Like, but you have to think, oh, you have to think about patience. You have to think about kindness. But joy is just that natural thing of like, oh, I, this is what brings me uh, happiness or this is what brings me, this is what, where I see beauty and creativity. I don't really have to think about it. You never really have to think about, am I joy or am I in joy right now? Is this joyous for me? No, it just instantly happens. It's when you hear your favorite song or watch your favorite movie or hang out with your favorite person, you're instantly in that joyful living mindset. Yeah. And I think, I think the first three are all kind of natural reactionary. I think love is pretty natural, mm-hmm. but you do have to work at love. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I think love is emotion that just kind of rises up in mm-hmm. you. Um, and I think peace a lot of times rises up, but also a lot of times you have to try to cultivate an environment mm-hmm. for peace. You have to create that. that. Joy is just creation. And I feel like joy is kind of a catalyst. Like if I am delighted, you know, it's kind of like the Lord delights in you mm-hmm. kind of idea of like, I take delight in you, mm-hmm. you ain't. And so like, well, that you bring me joy and that kind of gets exacerbated in the right word. That's a negative word. Um, it blossoms into love, Heightens, right? Yeah. Because like you Intensifies. bring so much joy that I want to serve you. I want to love you. I want to pour out my heart to you because you make me happy and you bring me joy in a way that nothing mm-hmm. else can. And which what is interesting to me is this reminds me of our past guest, Phil, mm-hmm. the author of Jesus Loves Movies. And just thinking about, wow, I love movies. I love entertainment. I even love scary movies. And God's there with me. Mm-hmm. God's there watching the movies with me. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm kind of scared. And God's like, oh, yeah, that was kind of jumpy. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, this makes me cry. I'm sad. And God's like, hey, yeah, this is sad. Or like, hey, this is a funny thing. God's like, haha, yeah, I know. Like, I well, because God's not distant. Yeah, God is always with you. He's within you. And he is beside you. he is ever present and the desires of your heart, whether it's music, whether it's hiking mountains, whether it's watching movies or watching live skit, comic live comedy skit, whatever, wherever you feel that most joy and love and creativity and feel the most present. That is where God is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
now I just got to figure out how to take all this and like allow it to process, not try to overthink it, but mm-hmm. just allow myself to work, allow God to work in me through it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like however you want to word that, like give it room. Mm-hmm. And I guess like that's my closing thought on this is like encouraging anyone listening, but especially like myself and like allowing like, myself to listen to this. What do we do with this, this now? Like, We've expressed our feelings. Right. Now but what? don't <laughs> run out and feel like I have to systematize all this. Yeah. I don't have to go out just and let put it this. Be. Yeah. Like allow it to just exist in the moment. And if you allow it to continue to live and grow, it will grow and it will sooner or later become or be all that it's meant to be. It'll encompass my thoughts versus me trying to figure out how to. It's almost like this is such a weird. Uh, it's not a weird. It's a beautiful analogy. I don't think it's weird at all. Um, <clears throat> my emotions are like the wind. And we've been talking about energy, vibration, all that. Like, literally, like, emotions are energy, too. But my method to emotion is often, like, I just had this deep feel moment. And those deep feeling moments are really what drives me forward. I can think all day long. And, like, the whole I think, therefore I am fiasco. And, like, that's beautiful and whatever. Like, you have to think to put systems in place to do different things and all that. But whenever I get caught up in thinking, my creativity just falls out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get caught up trying to think, what should my next video be? What should I say next? Then one day, like yesterday, I drink a couple of shots of espresso, go sit in the yard and just film a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. because I'm just like, I just want to film things for, just for art reasons, just because I can. I don't even care if I put them out and there. And you I felt that jolt it. of energy right. because you felt that jolt of passion. And so, like, my goal here is, like, I feel like a lot of times whenever I have these moments – it's like a gust of wind, right? It reminds me of the song, like, Mighty Breath of God, like, Blow Mighty yeah. Breath of God. Like, we we talk about God like wind, right? We use God analogy and everything, right? We can't right? see him, but he is with us. Well, all the different analogies, like, God is fire, God is earth, God is water. Like, okay, we get it. God like, is nature. God is nature, <laughs> but we don't want to talk about God being nature because that's creepy pagan stuff. No, just kidding. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we don't believe that, but... Uh, but God is nature, like, right? Like, that really is. <laughs> but no, seriously. <laughs> right, no, like, seriously, God is nature. Like, there's a reason we use all these analogies. Well, like, I feel like inwardly God moves through me or my emotions move through me. They're interchangeable in a way because, like, you know, like, I am creation. I'm one with God kind of thing, whatever. You don't have to go into all that. But <clears throat> it kind of blows through like wind. And me being a person who I do this with a lot of things, mind you, literally best, like I can use this as an example. I'm one of those people where I'm always like, oh no, what's going to happen next? What happens? Like I said, I'm scared of the peaks and the valleys, Mm -hmm. right? So like I'm on this mountaintop moment and I'm like, crap, what if I'm not like this tomorrow? What Mm -hmm. if this goes away? Yesterday I recorded so many videos, right? I was just on it. I was like, I was just loving it. My first reaction when I went to sleep was, what if I don't feel like this tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What if I wake up tomorrow and I just have no drive again? What am I going to do? Like that's like the mm-hmm. negative side of that. And to kind of like tie it back to the analogy I was trying to get at, wind comes in spurts. Sometimes it's more calm. Sometimes it's when it's really windy outside yeah. right now. Like the trees, I'm looking out the window right here over. Nature and vibration yeah. is picking up on our little office room. Right. Like it is just like it is gusting. There's a cold front moving in. It's been like 80 degrees. It's supposed to be like 60 degrees, like 50s tomorrow. Or like, yeah, I think 50s over the weekend. 
and like there's a cold front moving in it's just blowing and like the clouds are like hauling butt across the sky and like it's coming at it sometimes it's so still outside and i feel like when those gusts of energy those gusts of creativity come through i'm that guy with the jar trying to like grasp mm-hmm. the wind i don't know if you've heard the song like try and catch the wind but um like that's me like i try to run outside and grasp it but let's be honest wind can't be contained mm-hmm. like creativity can't be contained all you can do is show the byproduct of it if you see where a tornado came through you can tell where wind Mm -hmm. was at but you don't see the wind all you see is its effects Mm -hmm. or on a more positive note you may not see the wind but you can feel and use the energy that powered from that windmill that converted it Mm -hmm. so you can see the effects of wind you can use the effects of it but you can't bottle it You can't make it. Well, that's why boxes are so dangerous. Yeah. As soon as you put a lid on it, you take it out because all it is is energy. Yeah. It's just, it's moving air. It's energy. And that's how I am with my emotions is my emotions come blowing through. And instead of using that to convert into something, like using it to power me forward, to store battery, you know, store energy in my banks for the time when the wind's not blowing, I try to bottle it because I'm scared I'm going to lose it. Mm -hmm. And by doing so, you lose I it. actually, yeah, I lose you it. Stifle, yeah. I just, I would like to point out that you said you typically don't like the peaks and valleys <clears throat> and the up and mm-hmm. down and the highs and lows and and I'm not one person. I'm I'm not someone who can read music well. I can't even play an instrument, much less like carry a tune. But whenever I was little, like I used to be in choir. I mm-hmm. did. I do remember taking music theory and like learning a little bit. But like music, sure, there's rest points. You have silences. You have pauses where there's no sound. Mm -hmm. But music is sound. Music is peaks and valleys. It's up and down. There's different instruments. There's for different tones of voice, different Mm -hmm. tones of emotions. You use a certain instrument because you're trying to convey a certain message, whether it's a peaceful one or rage or whatever. Like music, if you think about it, you have a favorite song for every emotion that you have, whether Mm -hmm. you realize it or not. When you're like, oh, I'm kind of uh, uh, aggressive or like, oh, I have this energy or rage, like maybe metal is that music to you Mm -hmm. or a big orchestra or like Pirates of the Caribbean music. I don't know. You're like, huh. Which is orchestra. (laughs) Yes. Um, Or you like, okay, I'm kind of peaceful right now. I'm kind of somber. I'm going to throw some worship music on or I'm going to throw on some flute music or, you know, I'm trying to meditate. Like there is music for every occasion, but music is the peaks and valleys. There is no straight line because you wouldn't have music. Well, I mean, in in essence, like if you look at a waveform, it gets like literally what we're doing right now, we're recording, it's turning like our voice is being converted into energy, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're listening to this, whether it be video or audio or what, even right here, like it's the vibration of my voice. I can put my hand right here on my throat and I can feel it. Yeah, but like I can see, I can feel this vibration. And if I get louder, I can feel it intensify. And like this microphone is picking it up, that hit on the microphone, I just bumped my microphone. It's picking that up and it's converting that to, electrical signal and if it's less volume it's going to be really thin and if it gets louder it's going to grow because it it's all just amount of energy like that's how records work it's literally etched into mm-hmm. the vinyl you know like that's that is the epitome of that and it, it's beautiful because it's that's what i'm saying is like you take creativity or emotion and you use that to etch the vinyl you use that to etch the way 
so that in the moments you don't have that, you can go back, put it on, drop the needle, mm-hmm. and listen. We are right? all music notes in God's orchestra. Yes. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that's just, that, that is how you, you can't bottle it up and catch the wind, mm-hmm. but you can see where it's been. Yeah. You know, you may not be able to ever recreate um, and, and hear Mozart's actual orchestras. Yeah. But you can hear recreations of it. You know, I may not ever be able to re-experience my favorite concert. I will never be able to play a song the exact same way I've played it before. But you can see the experience of that. If it's if that is somewhere, even if it's in my mind, it's etched there and I can still feel that. Mm-hmm. I can go back and revisit that. Well, and being in the present, you're never going to feel that same moment. Whatever moment, good or bad, like you're... Like the sad thing is things always come to an end, but the good thing is things always come to an end. Like there's different times right. for different things. And that's what gives you the respect of it all, mm-hmm. right? Like going to Annie Minio's song, he's like, I was walking through the park and like realizing this park's going to be here long after anyone walking in the park yeah. will be here. Like that somberness is kind of the beauty of it. But also, let's just kind of sum it up with this maybe, mm-hmm. at least for this recording, is like I feel like we look at the Bible so many times as if it is the wind of God. Mm-hmm. And in reality, if we just looked at it like it was that vinyl, that etching, right? That it was the, It's the evidence where the wind blew through and it gives you a map to show you how to go and find that wind again. It is, the map is the Braille atlas for God, right? Mm-hmm. Like in essence, like to kind of tie that together, like it isn't the wind of God. It isn't the wind. It isn't the energy, but it, it shows you a template and it's not the only evidence it. of God. The Bible no. isn't the, like, you and I are here. We are not in the Bible, but we're just as important. And I think if we were to start, like, if, like, you're reading the Bible and you were to read it as, like, hey, this is the evidence of where God came through. You know, like, this is this is that uh, when you see the, the aftermath of a tornado or you see... Um, trying to think of like more positive no you like you see the sand dunes in Mm -hmm. colorado like sand dune national park these beautiful rolling hills of sand with all these waves pouring off of them and like you see it on screensavers and Mm -hmm. in movies and all this beautiful stuff you have all these waves just uniform even well yeah ocean waves but they kind of like come and go Mm -hmm. but i'm talking specifically like evidence you can see you can see it in the bedrock of like Mm -hmm. rocks where it has just worn and smoothed over time um, but like you see these dunes, well, all these dunes are sand that have piled and piled and the wind literally rakes the sand to create this beautiful swirling pattern that inspires so much. And that's the Bible. That is, that's music. That's all of these things is it's not that, but it can put you in a place to experience that for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have anything else you want to say? No, I'm okay. just in my feels, bro. All right. <laughs>